Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Brewer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. Good morning, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Happy Podcast. I'm recording this super early in the morning, so if I sound like a raspy toad, that's why (laughs) I am so excited to be here with you today. Literally, do I have to start every single podcast the same way? I don't know. It's just one of those things that becomes like a, a thing, you know? Okay, so I'm answering a question today because I think it's so, so important, and it's something that all of us have felt at one point or another in our lives. And the question comes from Abby, and she asks, do you ever feel imposter syndrome in your work, as in feeling like you aren't capable? First of all, hail to the yes, sister. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're Elon Musk. I don't care if you are Bill Gates. I don't care if you're Walt Disney. I don't care if you're Steve Jobs. I don't care who you are. If you're freaking Oprah, if you're the queen, I don't care. At some point in your career, in your relationships, in your endeavor, in anything that you are trying to do, you have probably felt imposter syndrome. And pretty much imposter syndrome is just a psychological pattern in which someone doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So you see this a lot in the fitness industry and I've experienced this myself where you sometimes don't feel qualified to be teaching what you're teaching. This can be especially true with new personal trainers. So let's say you got your personal training certification, you're super excited to help people change their lives and then you get your first few clients and you're like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I don't know if I can even sell these training packages because I don't know if anybody's going to buy them who's going to listen to me. I've gotten results for myself, but I'm not really confident that I can do it for other people. It's totally normal to feel that way. And my biggest piece of advice would be that you learn as you go. There is not one single person in this world who has everything figured out, who is the most expert of the expert. Of course, of course, with the practice comes competency. So that just means that as you continue to put in the work, as you continue to put in the hours towards whatever it is, that you're studying or you're trying to become, you are going to naturally become more confident because the more you know, the more confident you feel in executing whatever it is. So personally, I have felt this throughout my career because I'm still new at training and nutrition in the grander scheme of things. I've only been doing this for three, four, five maybe years with myself and then starting to coach other people. And I learn new stuff all the freaking time. And with social media the way it is and so many people having differing opinions about what's the best way to do this in terms of nutrition or fitness, of course you're going to feel like an imposter sometimes because this person over here is telling you keto is the best way. You have your own ideas. And then somebody else down the road is like, no, high carb vegan is the best way. And so there's so many conflicting opinions. And that's why it's super important to have 
laser vision on what it is that you want to focus on. So with myself in nutrition, for example, if I sit there and waste my time comparing the way that I coach to the way Susie down the street coaches and the way that this guy who's been at it for 20 years coaches, of course, I'm naturally going to feel like a fraud compared to people who have been doing it forever and ever and ever. That's why it's important to stay in your own lane, realize that you are on your own journey. Those people that you're looking at as an example of maybe where you want to be 20 years down the road, they were in the same position you are. They started out, they felt like a fraud. They felt like, oh my God, not that you're actually trying to jip people or rip people off, at least I hope not. (laughs) But Abby, I know because you're asking this question, you are definitely not trying to do that. If you have a genuine intention of helping people, you are going to suck at first. And I think that takes a lot of the pressure off. Understanding that your work today is not going to be the best work that you ever create. So it's important to start before you're ready as well. Just put yourself out there, put your work out there, put whatever it is instead of waiting until it's perfect. Because let's say you put out a version of an ebook today. That version of the ebook that you put out today is not going to be the best ebook, the most revolutionary ebook, the one that's going to compare to Susie down the road who's been doing it for 20 years. It's probably going to suck a little bit, but that's okay because it's the best that you can do right now. And then as you go along, as you learn more about design, as you learn more about hiring people for their strengths versus your strengths, as you learn more about what you want to include, what your audience is looking for, all of the stuff, what can help people transform their body and whatever the most efficiently, then it gets better and it gets better. It's like a version two, a version three, a version four, a version five, and you just keep leveling up and you keep upping the ante and you keep getting better. So if you ever look at these famous YouTubers right now, if you go back to their first videos, their first videos are usually shot on their iPhone with shitty sound quality and they sound like a bag of balls, okay? (laughs) And so it's the same for a lot of us. We see the finished product of the people that we look up to. We see the completed eBooks. We see the best-selling authors. We see these people who have millions of followers on their YouTube channel or Instagram. We see the finished product and maybe it's not even the finished product to them because people at that stage still feel imposter syndrome. They're just playing at a much higher level. But to us, it looks like, oh my goodness, if I could only be like so-and-so, then people would take me seriously. Then I'd have everything together. But you have to understand that you are on your own journey. You have to stay focused. You have to stay in your own lane and you have to learn to be confident in what it is that you have to offer. So just some practical ways that you can start to do this other than the tips I've already given you, like staying in your own lane, having tunnel vision, understanding that the first product or whatever you're trying to put out there, the first version of it is not going to be the best you're ever going to do, which should alleviate some pressure. You really have to work on internal self-confidence and the way that you build confidence is through self-integrity. So let's say you're starting a business or you're embarking on a fitness journey. The way that you build trust with yourself and ultimately build confidence is by keeping the commitments you set for yourself. So a lot of times we feel like we are imposters when we don't live up to the standards we set. either because the goals that we've set or we've written on our to-do list are too big for us to actually accomplish. They're not bite-sized enough for actually for us to get some wins under our belt. So we just are constantly striving for this ideal and never really moving towards 
getting it done. So break it down into small manageable steps, whether it's changing your body. Maybe that starts with literally going for a walk today. Maybe it starts with having a healthy breakfast. And then once you say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go for a run and you actually go for the run. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's hailing or if it's snowing or whatever. If you say you're going to go for a run, you have to go for that run because that's how you build the trust with yourself. And when you keep those commitments to yourself, you build confidence. So it's the same thing when it comes to getting over imposter syndrome. If you say that you're going to wake up at 6 a.m. today and record a podcast, you better fucking wake up at 6 a.m. today and record a podcast because that's what I just did. Do you think I wanted to wake up at 6 and first thing sound like a raspy toad and record a podcast? No, but this is my way of building confidence and trust with myself because I said I was going to do something. So I wake up and I do it. And trust me, I'm not perfect. This has taken me a long time to learn, but you cannot let your emotions override what you really want for your life. Because if I let my emotions just dictate how I ran my business and my fitness and my life, I would be in bed right now because I'm tired and my throat hurts and blah, 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 blah. I could come up with so many different excuses, but you just have to realize that the more you make excuses for yourself and the more that you sit around and blame imposter syndrome for the reason that you're not successful because you feel like a fraud, you're never actually going to get anywhere. It's taking those small, tiny little steps that build the trust in yourself because you've kept those commitments. So that is called self-integrity. That is the most important way to build confidence because the more you show up, the more you put in the hours, there's a 10,000 hour rule that Malcolm Gladwell talks about that anybody who's an expert in their field has put in at least 10,000 hours of work towards that specific thing. So if you want to become an expert in jujitsu, if you want to become an expert, the best writer in the whole entire world, the best this, the best that, understand that it's going to take 10,000 hours. And you're probably in the couple hundred hours at this point. So how many more hours do you have to do that? Can you solidify one hour in your schedule today to do that thing and make progress towards what you want to do and what you want to become an expert at? And just one last note about that, what you want to be an expert at sometimes evolves and changes. So don't be so attached and expect to have all the answers figured out before you start. Because even in my own personal coaching business, it has evolved so much. So I started out coaching everyone. I was like, I'll coach Aunt Susan, I'll coach her dog, I'll coach her brother, culture, uncle, whatever. And then that evolved more into coaching women. And then it evolved more from training into nutrition. And then it evolved from that into mindset. And so I'm just kind of riding the waves with a general bigger picture idea, but I'm just waking up every single day, recording a podcast, because that's what I said I was going to do, writing emails to you guys, being active on social media and engaging with you, all of these things, even if I don't feel 100% confident, because you have to realize it's not about you. If you are in the work, in the art of serving people, whether you're a coach or whether you are doing this for your family, it's not about you at the end of the day. When we focus so much on ourselves and like, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I don't know if I'm going to show up on this podcast today and talk about being an imposter when I don't have it all figured out. If I were to just say that and say, oh, I feel like an imposter, I'm not going to record that podcast, you would not be listening to this right now. So you have to overcome that and realize that the more you focus on yourself and the more you let those excuses get in the way, you are doing a disservice to the world because each of us are born with unique gifts, unique talents, unique things that we need to share with the world that only you can share. So the longer you wait, the longer you make those excuses, the longer you let a lack of confidence take over your life and stop you from doing your powerful work in this world, the more the people around you suffer. So if you don't do it for yourself at first 
at least do it for the people that you know you can serve. All right, Abby, I hope you found this helpful. If you guys love these episodes, please take a screenshot, share them on Instagram, and I will DM you back, give you some love. And if you guys have questions, the way that she asked me this question was via Instagram. So send me a DM at healthnutjulie if you want me to answer your question on the podcast, and I would be happy, happy, happy to do it. I hope you guys have a great Tuesday, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.